Hello and welcome to the Hall of Fame Movie Podcast. Listen to Matt Levy and Mark Rossi as they put their cinema studies degrees to good use and induct the best movies into their own Hall of Fame. Roll the camera. Hey guys, this is Matt, your host. Uh, I'm putting up this episode raw, uncut, unedited, not because of any special reason, more because I'm moving and busy this week, out of town for work, and I wanted to get the episode up as soon as possible for you guys. So enjoy it. Uh, I will clean it up and resubmit this in the weeks to come. But in the meantime, enjoy our impressions of The Batman. Hello and welcome to the Hall of Fame movie podcast. This is our 50th episode and will be our final episode of season one. I am, as always, your host, Matt Levy, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mark Rossi. How are you, Mark? I am vengeance. Yes, you are. Thank you for that. Mark (laughs) is ready to go in his Batman voice. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna. You're not gonna get too many of those, but you had to, you know, start it off the right way. I loved it, and we are joined by our regular superhero guru to join us to either pick apart or talk how much we love this movie, and that is Bill Burns. How are you, Bill? Hi, guys. I am very well. Thank you for having me back for such a big moment. We have to have you back. There's no other person I'd rather have on this <laughs> podcast right now than you. I mean, Thanks, guys. sincerely. This Thank is a, you. I'm, I'm, I, I enjoy our time together as well, Mark. Well, we thought, you know, we had a couple of things we discussed for the commemorative 50th episode, the end of season one. And then we all went to see the Batman, the newest of the DC Warner Brother films. And we thought, let's talk about it. Let's let's see what each of our thoughts were on this new. I wouldn't necessarily call it a divisive film, but I thought we could kind of talk about some of the opinions, thoughts that are out there and what our personal thoughts are and really dive into this. So let's talk about the Batman came out March 4th. Uh, the Robert Pattinson is now uh, now the new Caped Crusader is the new Dark Knight. Uh, this is the Matt Reeves film uh, more, I'd say, known from the Cloverfield film and the uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy. And we have a bunch of others we'll talk about from the cast, but let's just really get into it, guys. Let's get some initial thoughts. Uh, Mark, start us off. What do you think of the Batman? I really enjoyed the uh, the take on it. It was, you know, very different from the previous movie incantations uh, and iterations of Batman. Like Matt Reeves had a clear picture. He's like, I want to do this with Batman to make him feel more like Batman. Um, and for, I'd say like the most part, 90%, I think he executed exactly what he wanted to do very well. Uh, it's not a short film spoiler for people that haven't seen it yet. It's, you know, almost three hours. Uh, the typical complaint that you would worry about with a movie that's three hours is that it's too long and those are founded. This movie is by my estimation, which is, you know, unofficial, uh, around 20 15 to 20 minutes too long, but I don't feel like it drags necessarily. It's just some fat that you could trim off on the sides, but I liked the, the detective film noir type of feel throughout the movie. Uh, as Matt and I have discussed previously, we're big fans of that particular genre. So for Batman to be pivoting on film to that genre is really nice for me. Um, but I thought the cast was great. Colin Farrell was great uh, in a, a smaller part than I anticipated it being, but yeah, it was, it was very well acted, well executed, even despite only other minor complaint is the emo hairstyle that Bruce Wayne kind of, kind of had, he had that flop going, but other than that, I, I had a really great time at the theater. It was tense. It was dark. It was, it was always interesting. And that's what you really want to hope you really hope for when you go to see a movie is that you're going to be in it. So uh, it was a great time. Awesome. Well, that's some great first impressions. We'll dive into some more details and spoilers, but uh, Bill, what were your uh, thoughts? You know, I thought of both of you throughout the entire three hour movie. Um, 
I think it was about time that, you know, Warner Brothers learns from its mistakes. It had a Batman that wasn't dark. It had a Batman that had a short film. He didn't kill anybody in this film. So they took everything they didn't like about, you know, the Snyder stuff and totally threw that out and didn't do it again in another movie. Oh, they did all that. But I very much enjoyed this movie. I fully agree with so far everything you have said, Mark. Uh, it, it was it, it was easily 20 minutes too long. Um, we, and we, I'm sure we'll get in deeper to that. But uh, stuff I liked, you know, uh, I, it took me a little bit, but I enjoyed him like kind of just being around other people when he like walked into the crime scene. I think that yeah. was the first thing that like this is a real challenge as there's crazy stuff going on in the world that challenged me in the movie theater. I was like, oh, <laughs> they they can see him like they can. This is like there's lights on. It's not like a shadowy, like, you know, back alley. Like he just walks into the crime scene. Yeah. Um, him working with Gordon. Uh, I thought Gordon was awesome. Um, mm. You know, I, I enjoyed I, there wasn't anyone in the cast of the movie that I thought really held it up. Um, you know, and I'm glad that finally kids have a PG-13 movie they can go to where a man's face gets eaten by mice. And, you know, before that, that's only safe for our movies. But now now we have toys of a movie where that happens. <laughs> Wait, do they really have a toy about that? No, but, you know, one yeah. of the complaints with the Snyder stuff was that we can't how do we sell toys for this that was one of the complaints for batman returns too how do we sell toys for this yeah and in this movie they have it's it's pg-13 but it's still seven like it's yeah. still seven that you know yeah the, or saw like for i mean for younger audience like it's more point, seven than saw but i but, i feel you it's in, I that, mean, it's in that realm you know at the end oh, spoilers obviously you don't see the spoilers but at the end i mean when they find they go in his apartment like he has unused traps yeah <laughs> like, um and that's not to say i didn't like them i liked them a lot actually um you know i will get more into it but matt let, let's get your thoughts on it yeah i'm with you guys both i left the theater and i was not mad or angry like i sometimes am when i see certain dc or Warner brothers films where i yeah. get mad at significant plot choices or uh just directions with the film or casting or just the way things turned out. And I wasn't overly angry, but I didn't love, love, love the film as much as I wanted to. And I don't know, I was questioning what, why didn't I love it as much? And the comparisons you guys said are valid. Zodiac, you know, the, you can tell the killer and there's a lot of the scenes where the, the killer is breathing and watching things. Um, and there's seven vibes, the tone definitely there. I agree with you guys. There is some saw in this. I think that, that, and that just comparing those three films to a Batman film seems odd. This is more of a genre superhero film, a genre Batman film than we've gotten before. You could say most of the previous outings had some comic booky but campier feels. Even the Keaton films and the um, Kilmer and Clooney, they all had some campiness. They all had some silliness to them at times. And the Nolans, you could say, were more of a crime, realistic, mob-type films. This had a tone that was darker, and I, I didn't mind the tone. It was very consistent, but it's, like, intense. I think Mark said that. It's yeah. a very intense film, especially for the length of it. So, yes, you might be the edge of your seat, but it's also, like, it's heavy to sit there in all this rain, all this darkness, all this <laughs> dreariness for this amount of time. Now, Again, this doesn't make this a bad film. It's a really well-made and the tone is very consistent, but it is a bit long. I think 20 or 30 minutes. We'll talk plot points. We'll get into it in a bit, but I think this movie could have been shorter. And I think it has a villain issue. People might not agree with me here, but I think the villain is actually the weakest part of this movie, which shows how good it still is that it could be this successful. And I don't think the, the villain holds up as well in the end. But I think it does a lot of really good things that that I do want to talk about. So maybe we'll start there, guys. What are the things, whether it's casting, certain characters, certain parts, certain scenes, what things particularly stood out that you really liked about the film? I'll, I'll start with you, Bill. Uh, yeah. Now we have uh, Patreon subscribers know um, that we talked about this off pod, Matt. Um, the scene that stuck out to me, uh, I left the theater, um, 
was the scene in Arkham where Batman goes to talk to Riddler um, one-on-one. Now, I'm not familiar with uh, uh, Paul Dano as much as anyone. I, I only know him as the Riddler um, and that Matt has told me he's in other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought the conversation between him and Batman uh, may have been my favorite part of this movie. Um, and especially when Riddler starts to break down because uh, everything up to that, you're it kind of like really helps you see how cr- like just deranged he was. And when, and you're like, Oh man, he's got Batman on the ropes. I think. And when Batman kind of like has outsmarted him watching him like break in his plan, he goes to like this infantile state. Uh, I, at least for me, I was like, Oh, that's, that's exactly the Riddler. That, that is exactly the Riddler there. Um, you know, I thought I was going to be weirded out by him killing so much because I don't remember the Riddler being like that, like just straight up like murder, murder people. Um, and he might have. I mean, there's a million comics with a million stories, right? Right. <clears throat> um, I I really liked I liked that. Uh, I, I was saying to Matt again earlier, I enjoyed the fight, the first fight in the Iceberg Lounge uh, where he just kind of walks in, like knocks on the door and walks in. Uh, I felt that helped to really convey just how like young and inexperienced he is. Uh, year two was like the, I think the perfect setting for this um, because you were able to jump directly into the story. It was, you know, that, I guess that's why that's that, that cut the, uh, the cop scene. The first uh, crime scene was so jarring to me. Cause we're used to everyone being like, who is that? <gasps> There's a legend to him, but like he just straight up walked in. All these cops were like, "Ugh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, really, you're gonna let him into the crime scene, right? Yeah, they just what like... about chain of evidence? That was my personal favorite line. <laughs> and one guy kept calling him freak, like, which always yeah. happens in Batman movies, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I very much like Pattinson as Batman in the Batman costume. Yeah. Um, I did not care for his Bruce Wayne, but maybe that, maybe I don't need that, you know, because I really. I liked his Batman so much. I didn't think I would. I think we all probably we all probably went in like, let's see. Uh, I think he was fine. You know, I don't. I don't. I have my own preferences where you know I, there's other. I like Affleck a lot better, but just because I think he looks like in my mind, if someone was Batman, I'd be like, oh, that's what that guy looks like. The Batfleck. Yeah. Um, I like. I ended up like. There's a lot of stuff. I, I thought Al- Alfred was great. I mean, for the limited time he was in there, I agree with Matt yeah. that there was a. Uh, bad guy issue where you forget the Riddler is the villain for oh I don't know more than half of the movie to the point where when the guy uh, when spoilers when Falcone gets shot at the end I, I remember being like the hell shot him like well, what is this about yeah I feel and like even the, when he like was the, like bring him, he bring him into the light or whatever and he looked at the light I was like what does that mean you're right <laughs> oh, right <laughs> the, the folk when the focus switched to Carmine Falcone or Falcone whichever you want to call him yeah, there was a good portion of time where I forgot the Riddler was a problem because it became more about Falcone and and Bruce and his dad, and that became like the focus for a while. And I feel like they had a lot of pieces they were shuffling around, and you weren't almost as intimidated by the Riddler, even though like he has a somewhat physical presence, like you said, he straight up killed people, but not enough for you like you're afraid he's gonna like hurt Batman. So it's. You're right. There was there was there definitely was a strange issue there that you forgot he existed for a bit. Now, did uh, speaking of that the conversation, Arkham? Does he know that he's Bruce Wayne? No. No. So that that's, that's the, the twist the to the audience. Yes. Yeah. They he keeps saying Bruce Wayne, and you can see in like Batman's face is like, oh shit, he knows, and then he slowly reveals he's like. He's the one guy we didn't get. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we didn't get him. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, Bill, you're, not, you're not the only person that missed that. A lot of reviews and podcasts I listened to, people were like, they didn't catch that when he says Bruce Wayne. And he's just like, he's saying his name over and over again because it's like, he's like the one person we didn't catch. He wanted, he was on Batman's team, which I don't think right. they made that clear in the first half of the movie that, like he blew him up with a bomb. Yep. He what else did he do to Batman? He he did other things to Batman. It's like really you were on his team. Like you wanted to help him. You guys were together on this. But yeah, the C four from like point blank range that was something. 
that was like that was that was pretty gruesome but still like there were a couple times where batman like gliding down he like hit a truck and a bridge and like limps off yeah and it all happens in seven days c4 to the face Right. I shoot that him. Shot, oh, he gets shot. The shotgun from the shotgun blast uh, in, ice, in Iceberg ass. Lounge, and then also on the, the at the Madison Square Garden or Gotham Garden. Yeah. Yeah. He gets shot a lot I, in this movie. I'm like, whatever I, his I, suit I, is yeah. made out of. I didn't like that. I thought I did not like that at all. I feel like I, the suit was the car, a carryover from Justice League. It's like I figured out that issue with <laughs> energy is like, oh, cool. We still, we got that. That, that still came over. <laughs> but I didn't want to uh, jump off you, Bill. So if you want to continue off of things you liked, sorry. No, that's uh, totally fine. Um, I, I did I did like the tone of it. I liked it. It felt like an, I know everyone says the uh, warehouse fight feels like the Arkham games, and that's very true. But I think just the warehouse fight feels like the Arkham combat. I think this movie felt like the opening part of an Arkham game. Um, Batman kind of just like the idea of him going back to a crime scene when he runs into Catwoman there. Like, you know, you normally in movies like this, you have your set piece and you never go back there again unless it's something big. Like he went back to a couple uh, her apartment. They went back to a couple times. Like right. you see him like walking places <laughs> like just kind of like i mean obviously that could be trimmed a little bit but uh yeah I, again overall i enjoyed it it's just funny because now you know the more i talk about it, the more i'm like well i didn't care for this part but i enjoyed like i liked the movie you know right uh I'm, you know i'm excited to see the second one um I, I think they did something he did something good uh i don't know I mean, I, you know, I guess it's just known at this point that Affleck was done for his own personal reasons. And, you know, obviously he needed to do what was best for him. But like, I don't I don't know if it necessarily this could have fit in the other universe. Like he could have just been Batman in the other universe. It wasn't like, you, you know, you didn't. You, I know why, because they want to cast younger and everything. You didn't have to do that, but he was fine. Pattinson ended up being good. Excited to see it is going to be very confusing for the general public in less than a year when another movie has two batman three batman in it? how many are in flashpoint <laughs> i hear rumors of all different things it, right. it, it's yeah we're we're running into the same type of rumor tree that we had before at Spider-Man least came at out. least keaton and affleck we know are in it right, right. exactly uh this is the weird point in my life where batman is now my age and <laughs> i feel weird about that like you know spider-man yeah. could be younger because he's just like a kid and the and he's in high school but the Cape Crusader being the same age as me, just I've 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 seen my mortality. And this is how I, I, well, there's that. Um, this is not how I thought I would see it, boys. There's there's that news clipping where they do the the hush Easter egg. Uh, Wayne's parents get murdered in 2001 in this movie. Yeah, they really that. shamed that. <laughs> well, I mean, they can't have them getting murdered in the 40s. Anymore. Right. I know right. it wouldn't make sense much. I guess they have to. I at first, what's interesting about that, Bill, you bring that up when you first see the police officers and their their facial hair and their costumes. I thought this movie might have taken place in like the 80s or 90s. It was unclear mm. the yeah. timing. And then you, you get a better idea as things go along. But at first, it looked like kind of like a timeless way they, they filmed it, like their makeup and sets. They did the uh, I, another thing I, I know I noted in the theater seeing this. He Matt Reeves was very much feeling his bat suit. Uh, because he filmed that thing in the daylight quite a few times where you're like, oh, even the best bat suits don't don't work well in the daytime. What are you doing? But he he shot in a way it was fine. You know, the only like daytime I, scenes I remember would be like up on the roof with the cat. Yeah. yeah. But uh yeah. Mark, hit us with some stuff you liked about this film in particular. Uh well, I already named John Colin Farrell. Uh Paul Dano, who you were just talking about, I thought he was phenomenal. Uh I had he had a kind of multi-layered performance um as the riddler uh when you see the the layers kind of you know um get peeled back in the asylum scene which he actually kind of uh to to the credit of the screenwriters uh and him they they make it seem like oh well that mask is what allowed me to truly be myself and now i'm like this this scaled back version of myself since i don't have that armor to protect me um that really was how he performed it so it it for the performance to match up with the dialogue is always important so i thought that was 
uh, a great scene. I'm with you 100% on that, Bill. Um, I was, yeah, I like Pattinson uh, a lot as Batman. I liked his physicality um, in the fighting scenes. I kind of like that he got the shit kicked out of him a couple times. Like he's still figuring out kind of on the fly. He has that little piece of paper for his notes where it's like, it's the Gotham project. He's like, oh, he's still figuring it out. This is new still. It's like, this is the beta version of Batman. <laughs> you know, we're, we're in the public. So it's a, it's a beta now, but we're not quite the finished product yet. Um, and I think that makes for really intriguing, entertaining storytelling. Uh, again, I really liked the way that it was shot. It was dark. Now we're going like all over all these different equivalencies of what this was, what we can compare this to. And you said like seven, which is a great comparison, Zodiac. But now I'm like thinking of like heavy rain. Oh, yeah. Like that's another one that was like just came to mind when I'm thinking about like the downpour of rain, just the the ambiance of it. Um also shout out to the the composer Michael Giacchino. He had yeah. this movie and uh, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. So he's doing pretty well as far as projects of you know, the last few months. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, because Danny Elfman put out a solo album this year. <laughs> so he was busy <laughs> doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, Danny Elfman's been out of the Spider-Man game for quite some time now, in fairness. Uh, but I mean, they, they use this theme in No Way Home. They had to for, right. <laughs> for reasons. Um, spoiler. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> they had to use that theme there. Uh, someone asked someone themes. out there's like i was listening to the batman podcast they ruined no way home they ruined it <laughs> i was only three months late um yeah i i thought it was interesting that he went he went similarly for like i don't know if it was a one or two note motif like han zimmer but there was that han zimmer batman influence i think on this score um yeah there there's just i don't think there was anyone that felt miscast which I think is always a good start because you can really, you can really forgive uh, an overly long runtime or a couple of scenes feeling out of place if they're well acted. So yeah, they did a great job with casting. I like a lot of the feel of the movie. I thought the screenplay was really good. Again, my favorite line I think in the movie was like, what about chain of evidence? And then the payoff to that line is just, Gordon turned to him saying he's wearing gloves. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so stupid, but it's so smart. It's like, how can you shut this idiot down? It's like, what about chain of evidence for this guy that's been helping along the way? He's wearing gloves, bro. Like, right. <laughs> come on. It's gonna be, chain of evidence is gonna be fine. He might be like less of a threat to chain of evidence than you. So yeah, that was that that's a great one. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I want to stay positive for this part because we're talking about things we liked. And I think I've turned into, internally, people that go see Star Wars, they're like diehard fans and rip it apart. People that go see like certain properties that like mean a lot to them and mm -hmm. they like get upset about certain things that, and I'm trying not to do that because Batman's like probably of all properties out there, it's the thing that like I look forward to the most. I love Batman. And I, I was mostly very happy with most things they did. I think Mark, you said it first off the casting. Mm -hmm. I think everyone in this movie, like Jeffrey Wright, I really liked him as Gordon. Oh, he's great. He's a great Gordon. Um, I think. Bill said it before. I think uh, Alfred was good. He didn't get a lot. You know, it's a three hour runtime, but he didn't have a lot to do, but I still liked um, our favorite uh, CGI um, green, good old, green good old Andy circus. Yeah. Our favorite, you know, Gollum. they actually made, they made him, so funny thing, the suit and hair is all CG. They made him. They're like, <laughs> yeah. you gotta wear the green leotard and ping pong balls. And he's like, but I have to. I'm in this King movie. Kong like, and Golem. He's everything. Yeah. He's like, now, I can direct this. Andy you know? Circus was Andy. Is, was serviceable. I think he was fine. They should have given him more. For yeah. me, it stole it. Actually, stole the movie. And again, Mark, you said it was the Penguin. Colin Farrell. He embodied the Penguin. He made Danny DeVito's performance seem like a joke. This yeah. was the comics or the animated series come to life. I did not know it was Colin Farrell. If you didn't tell me it was him, mm -hmm. it was impossible to tell it was him. He was funny. He was believable. He felt like a living, breathing Oswald Cobblepot. And I loved it. I loved every scene he was in. He wasn't in that much of the movie. He right, was in that's like what I thought was interesting. Three like, big scenes, and he stole those scenes. And I thought... 
Carmen Falcone, Jonathan Toro, I thought he was good. I thought he was serviceable in the role. He was fine. I think I was very impressed compared to like the goofball he plays in Transformers. Right. He's done a lot of good stuff in his career, but like this was a good return to like see what I'm capable of. Mm -hmm. And then Zoe Kravitz as well. I thought she did. I thought she's probably my favorite Catwoman. Like a lot of my favorite versions of these characters were in this movie. And I'm not going to take away the, 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 the trophy and the championship belt from Michael Caine just yet, but yeah. A lot of the other people here really did a good job. Now, Pattinson, I know we're, we're on positives. In the suit, he looks great. I think, like, in the mask, he looks good. I think the mask shows more of his face. I think his eyes did a lot of acting in the scenes. I love yep. that. I love the way, like Bill said, that he's in the scenes with a lot of, like, the police force and people. And, like, he does a lot of acting without talking much in those scenes. Um, but if I'm going to go to a negative during the positive parts... As soon as he took his clothes off, I just thought he was way too small. I know this is like Batman year two. And yes, like, let's get into the hunk of it all. Yeah. You know, we, we go into hunk here on the Hall of Fame movie. Of pod, course. And I'm all about those hunks. And I know people like their Twilight. And listen, that's fine. I've watched the movies a lot because of my wife and other reasons. But he was not hunk enough for me here. I wanted to like. You want beef? You want Batman? Yeah, I want beef. beef. Bat- Christian Bale and Ben Affleck are six three, six four. No, actually, Christian Bale's only six foot. Yeah. But Ben Affleck six four. Only. Pat- <laughs> Pattinson six one. I think he should. I think have he's put- taller. I think he's six one. I looked up, but he should have been like, at least like cut. And he took off his shirt, and I was like, "You need to eat like seventeen hamburgers. You need to like get a gym membership." And I was like upset. I was like, "I want to see some buff." I went in I my Batman. Batman. <laughs> I, I, in his defense, I'm just going to quickly defend sure. the new Cape Crusader. <laughs> I think he's plenty of hunk. He's just not enough Hulk for you. You're, ho- you're hoping for someone a little more bulky. I mean, maybe emo Batman is a little skinnier. Maybe he's vegetarian Batman. Was, I don't he, know. He was in good shape. He would be like like lean cut, right? While you're used to someone that's a little more, you know. Yeah, like Michael Keaton. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know what? My whole thing is Keaton. In Keaton's defense, he never like takes his clothes off. You never see him like an extended scene shirtless. shirtless. Scene. Well, he's and upside down when he's sleeping. Where he where they dehydrate themselves for that ten second shot was shirtless for a couple scenes, and I was yeah. like, "You should be wearing a tank top at least right now." I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> a, that's a how bat I felt. Tank. I don't. That's that feels harsh. Oh, oh man, I told him he's got personal trainers. He's got chefs. Right. He should be like, you know. Pretty I, I agree that he didn't he didn't put on as much bulk as as Bale put like know, 30 pounds my, on and Affleck yeah. like 40. So <laughs> the crazy part about Bale is that great, we get to gush about Christian Bale, and I'm okay with it. Uh they wanted him to be like bulky, <laughs> but he had just finished doing like the machinist where he I was like buck 30. So he bulked up to like Two 220. I know. And they and he came in, they're like, you're too big. So he had to cut 20 pounds off of what he bulked up to. So I'm like, hey, he had to have been dying inside. Like internally, his organs have to have been like, yeah, what I'm are sure you that's doing very unhealthy right now. Right. Well, they so actually like, said that to Colin Farrell. Like originally they yeah. wanted to put on weight and he's like, no, I'll wear all the prosthetics you have. Yep. He said yeah, he had really- a great interview on uh, yeah. Hot Ones where he's like, they had the prosthetics. It was like four hours. They got it yep. down to like humming two to two and a half yeah. but he's like he felt so much freedom under the prosthetics because he just got to escape into it you, and know, you can tell that in his performance mark that's a great segue the way i look at this movie i think we're going to look at it differently in a few years because when batman begins first came out none of us were like this is the batman movie it is so good we started a new trilogy we we're all like all right that was cool like we were not blown away now we look back right. and like wow what a great foundation for this trilogy and it's aged right. as a really good movie, but no one left it being like, this is the new milestone. And then like dark Knight came out and like, they were able to go nuts with it. And I feel like this laid great groundwork for what they do in the future. So I'm, that's, what I'm hoping that I'll look back five years from now and be like, whatever nitpicks I had, this laid the groundwork for the second movie, which can go, you know, to the sky and beyond. Now, did you guys have any nitpicks? Um, any things that bother you, anything that you didn't like? And I, I know besides the running time, Mark, anything that you didn't like plot-wise, character-wise, story-wise, scenes, decisions? Well, before we even jump into that, I just sure. have to rile up our good friend Bill a little bit here. It's <laughs> like, I do, I see the connection. It's a perfect transition, like you were saying. So I'm going to just tie to that. Sure. Uh, 
you know, so similarly, what helped Batman Begins is that immediately prior to that, you had, you know, Batman and Robin, which was dog shit. And I'm being nice by calling it dog shit. Uh, this movie has the benefit of having the Justice League and Batman v Superman before they added an extra hour to it. So your your opinion of Batman is pretty low. Yeah, people are very film. hungry for Batman right now. Right, they're hungry for something good. So I think it was still a good film, but I think that we're more accepting of like different flaws, like the extended running time past what it's supposed to be because you're like, okay, there's someone that kind of gets the character and has the freedom to do with it what they're going to and it 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 works better than what we've been dealing with recently it's funny i actually would have liked the studio cut of this movie <laughs> well we're, we're right, gonna get it right and we're, we'll probably get to that point there i'm just saying like people are more willing to deal with more when you've had a poor experience it's like this is like the rebound batman after you've had a real abusive yeah. relationship with joss whedon um <laughs> but yeah, my major issues were emo Batman kind of sulking around just took well, e- a long emo time. Bruce Wayne, I'd say. Right, you don't, right. you don't get emo it, Alfred. You'll never it's, understand. He was, he was right. He was a real dick to Alfred, which I didn't like. And <laughs> I understand that's just like a me problem because that's built into the script. But I just don't like him being a dick to Alfred. You know, Alfred's a Alfred's a stand up dude, uh, and he has that Pennyworth series that I hear is good. Um, <laughs> oh, I will, I will never watch that, but I, I hear it's good. I will watch it. I, I, I hear it's excellent. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think when Matt so eloquently put, when he takes his clothes off, <laughs> but when he's not, he's not in the mask, the, the pace of the movie kind of slows down. Where the movie was really humming along and working is when he's like doing all his detective Batman stuff. That worked so well. Or even just like interact, he interacts with so many people as a like a recluse he's like he's a recluse as bruce wayne so it's the complete opposite if you think about like the previous iterations before nolan right where bruce wayne is just out schmoozing with people and he's at all these charity auctions and this one doesn't exist as bruce wayne but batman is like hey let me just walk into the crime scene yeah (laughs) let me just hang out with like Catwoman. let me hang out with uh, the the penguin. Yeah, it was definitely a buddy film where he's like with Gordon a lot, or right. he's with the cat a lot, and that was kind of cool. Right, but you see, like all of his social interactions happen as Batman instead yeah. of as Bruce Wayne. I thought that was such an interesting flip. Um, but I, I'm positive during the negative parts. Who am I? So, <laughs> but when he switches into emo Bruce Wayne, it just really ground all the progress to a halt, and they would like just stay on him with like the emo flop hair, which I've had in my life. So respect. <laughs> uh, but they would just have so many long shots of it. I'm like, why are we taking so long on this? Like, let's just get through this so we can get back to the detective stuff. <laughs> that's that's fair. I think that's a fair complaint. Uh, Bill, uh, anything uh, anything from you? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if we're talking stuff, I really... Again, I know <clears throat> obviously the beginning stuff at the beginning was said in a joking manner and to make people laugh, hopefully, when they're listening to this in their Raycons, not a sponsor, but could be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, you know, I'm always, I, I'm always going to bump up against the criticisms that put down the Affleck stuff. Oh, he murders. Oh, it's, it's too long it, because they, they did that again. And he didn't outright murder where Affleck you know, put a bomb on someone and blew him up, but he punted people off the top of the MSG scoreboard. Like, what do we, what do we think is going to happen to them? You know, they landed in the water. They're okay. Or, or how about the car chase, which was cool. You're telling me no one got killed when he was flipping cars. <laughs> um, I, the, you know, outside of the suit, obviously it did grind to a halt. It was, it was very, I don't know. He'll get there. I think he'll eventually be that Bruce Wayne by the end. I think that's the probably the big progression we're going to see. Some things I I didn't realize till watching or maybe a little after watching it. Um, we got to see the bat, the cat, and the bird in a movie. So it was Batman had Batman Begins things going on, and then True. what with her actually working for Penguin for a little bit, or not not like a full team up like that, but it was very it had that going on, and then a lot of the Riddler stuff gave me very dark night joker vibes where i was like 
oh, this is so cool. The, the, the villain is like this, like, they don't know who he is. And he's doing this, these theatrics over, like, so smart to do a computer. And it was like, as I was leaving, I'm like, oh, I, we did that in Dark Knight. And he, <laughs> so, and, and he wanted to get captured and go to prison. Yeah, and he wanted, right, right. So there were so, there's, there's all these beats that I'm like, did they just sneak one by me? Did they sneak us? Yeah. Did they sneak a, 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 a not a requel? What is uh what was Force Awakens considered? I was just gonna say for Force Awakens, but uh, right, yeah, it's just retreading the same storylines. Yeah, you know? we're like it presented it in a package, and I was like, oh yeah, you know. And then I leave. That's exactly what Force Awakens was. Oh man, that was sick. And then the car ride home, you're like, wait a minute, wait yep. a minute, <laughs> I've seen that movie. <laughs> and then you, and then in your mouth, you know, you get that taste in your mouth. And you're like, I just want to watch Star Wars again. <laughs> like that made me, that made me be like. I want to watch Dark Knight and Batman Returns again, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, again, it, it we keep repeating and going on this loop, this weird loop. I liked it. <laughs> I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It was, I don't think I would have cut. Now, granted, the Academy still has rec- not recognized any of my films, <laughs> any of them to date. Um, I don't, sh- I, if I'm, I'm Matt Reeves, I don't have that MSG sequence. I don't, I, nothing, for me, nothing was gained. By that part, uh, you know, you can still have Riddler blow up everything and have him save some random civilians throughout. So you get that ending scene where he's helping people out. I just didn't need that in that in action scene. I, I don't know. It just didn't. It, uh, there were no stakes in it for me because at that point, thousands were dead across the city. Right. And you don't really have that much of a connection to the mayor, mayor pa- elect. Yeah. Mayor elect, like not as much as you did to Harvey Dent. Oh, not even close. Right. So at the end of Dark Knight, when he's going after Harvey Dent, you're like, oh, you yeah. gotta save him. You gotta everyone, save him. Everyone yeah. loves Harvey Dent. That. Now, people they they give the um they give you the sense that she's liked and she's a good person because you know obviously he yeah. really didn't target her, and I'm on board with it. I, I it's just not enough. Like it, it right. felt it felt to me very similar to Return of the King, where yeah. something happens and you're like, wow okay that was great and it like fades to black or like starts to like the music crescendos and you're like okay this was a great movie experience and then all of a sudden it was the msg scene i was like uh yeah there's another 20 so much so that i left i'm not even i'm not even ashamed to say i left early and i spoke to matt the next day oh that night or something and i was like i left during this part he's like there was another 10 minutes (laughs) and i was like are you kidding me yeah, like, I fully left when they when he met up with Catwoman on the roof, like when. Oh yeah, there's another sequence right out. There. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, like in that motorcycle drive for a while, and he narrates right. like these it. Swooping shots bunch. over Gotham being flooded. I'm like, wow, they did No Man's Land in the past the end ten minutes of this movie, <laughs> yeah. and like he's talking about how they have to rebuild and everything. Cuts over like people talking. The mayor, we're gonna rebuild and all this, and I was like, wow, Catwoman gets to the ceiling, the, the ceiling, the top of the construction site. I'm like, okay, there's probably gonna be some. Uh, I would keep my eye on, you, eye on you type thing. So I was like, this is real. I didn't think it was going to be this long. I'm like, I got to use the restroom. I'm going to watch this movie again. Right. So I left and then I was like, I'm not going to go back in, whatever. And that's when I texted Maddie. It's like, there's another 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Who are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Bill, I think the comparison to, to Return of the King is fair because there were three or four times where I thought they could have ended the movie and I think it would have been more effective. Um, the first one, I think... When they catch the Riddler, he's down in prison and they have a whole conversation. I think it could have ended there. Yep. I think after the bombs went off, that would have been a cool way to be like, oh, Batman failed and the bombs yeah. went off. They didn't have to flood Agreed. the city. Um, they could have done when he did save the people at the garden and he's just holding the torch, walking out. It could have ended like mm-hmm. that with hope. There were so many places where the movie could have ended. I agree with you. And to me, like if I love a movie enough, I'll watch 10 hours of a movie. And this movie, it, it, it ran longer than it exceeds the climax. I think most people that do complain about this movie say the third act had yep. the most issues to it. Um, I'm going to jump into some of my complaints. And I know you both praised the Riddler, the actor, Paul Dano. Now, I've watched Prisoners and There Will Be Blood. And he, for me, played almost the same character. And he played a creepy, crying character. And I know you guys like the range and you like the depth of his character. And this is exactly what I expected of him. Well, we're more civilized. Yeah, (laughs) I I was expecting more from him. And I was expecting when he smiled, when he's caught at the diner, looking at the Batman, I wanted Mm. more of that. 
I wanted Riddler having more fun with it and testing Batman or enjoying working with Batman. I didn't get enough of that. Even in that scene where they're talking to each other, yeah. I wanted more of that. He was too much of just a creepy one note serial killer for most of the movie. And then he's got 500 followers that he has like all these trained assassins wearing the same clothes show up to fight his battle. So I was like, like Bill, I was like less invested after they caught him. Cause I was like, all right, this, these guys are not going to take down Batman. So right. Right. Random thug three. Who we have no, we pose a threat who we've <laughs> never met before. So, and I knew that guy from the church was going to show up later in the movie. Like I had a feeling like this, I'm like, this is too big a thing. Now I like plant and payoff when he shoots yep. adrenaline into his suit at the end. We never established that he has adrenaline. They just something like he should have had a conversation with Alfred and be like, I don't want you using that. You can, you know, Risk what happened last time? You used yeah, exactly. There should have been, and you tied that into the Joker. The last time you used that, what you did, and that's how the Joker has the scars because Batman you went too far. Him. You almost killed yeah. someone, or like you took it you too sliced much. up that face of his. Yep. I, I like plants and payoff, and I feel like we didn't establish what that was. We didn't establish what that is, and there's so much I like about this movie. So I don't mean to complain. My biggest <laughs> complaint that actually I rolled my eyes like the Last Jedi. I rolled my eyes when oh, Riddler is in the prison scene. And mm-hmm. he's in Arkham and this guy goes, you know, one day you're this and then you're a clown. And I hear a laugh and I'm like, really, you guys, you, you, you pulled the trigger too soon. You, <laughs> you, you splooged too quick. I mean, <laughs> you threw the Joker in like this is yeah. what Batman McGids did at the end with a calling card. And like they did it really cool in that. And like, did they really need to go right to the Joker? Batman is such a rogues gallery. He's got so mm-hmm. many characters they established here. So much they did so well. Why do you have to always go right to the Joker? Like we just got him in Suicide Squad. We just got a crazy version of him in Justice League. We just got I have, I have Heath theory. Ledger. I, I'd love your theory. And I'm hoping maybe he just stays in jail and he becomes like a Hannibal Lecter that they go talk to. Because that's like what I'm hearing Matt Reeves originally wanted him to be in this. I just don't want him to be the villain in the second movie. And I just, I that really took me out of the whole movie. I'm like, you guys were doing so good. And you had to like, you had to try and tease Joker. Well, if if that's that's where they lost you, then you only had like ten minutes after that, so they did pretty good. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it's I feel like it's like the Jared Leto of it all. <laughs> you're like you're just really uh, trying to keep distancing yourself from like that version of the Joker. Like I know you had the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, which I yep. have an opinion that completely differs from most of the world on that, um, but. For like an in-universe uh, Batman Joker thing that happens, like you have to immediately just be like, "Oh no, 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 the Jared Leto's not coming back." Let me just remind you, uh, here's here's a different actor that's being him, um, who I didn't like he... in Eternals. So it's like, oh, let's give him a better shot at something more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you never, you never know. You know, people didn't like Heath Ledger. Yeah, uh, no, and, I know. And in contrasting that, I distinctly remember people being very excited about Jared Leto. So. Right. Who yeah, knows what people? You're right. You're one hundred percent right. Uh, I could you know, he, five years from now run. that movie can come out. It could be great, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Wow, it's so cool! We saw him first in yeah. the Batman Unseen and, Inmate Three. Yeah, yeah. So I, I could eat my words. I'd love to eat my words. I'll eat Bill's yeah. hat like he always offers up. <laughs> I'm out. Of, I'm out of hats, guys. I'm out of hats. I've eaten too many on this podcast. Doctor said it's not healthy. I've yeah. I've had I've had some complaints about this movie, and I think. The whole bomb planting for the Riddler like that we didn't know about around the city was a little like after the movie, like so much plot had already taken place with Carmine Falcone and and the Riddler himself being caught. And then like, oh, he pulled up this carpet. Look what he found. Yeah, there were there were third act plot things that didn't always land for me. But overall, like what you guys said, the action, the car, the costumes, the characters, the tone, the feel. There's so much to like about this movie. So it's it's still for me closer to Force Awakens, which I did like, right? Than Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker, which had so many hundreds of issues. I just think, right, comparing <laughs> this to Dark Knight and Batman Begins, which are like top cinema. I mean, it's so yeah. hard. To, it's not fair to compare. And those were not they didn't have a, like a, this had a very specific tone. Those are more for like large audiences and. Right. It was easier to get your head around this. I'm not going to recommend to my parents. This was a near rated R movie while other superhero Batman movies. You could, I think any other Batman movie, the Keaton Val Kilmer, 
Batman Robin. Well, they might be good movies. They might not be quality films. You could recommend them to kids or parents. This is that movie. It's like, all right, if you're 40 and under and you're a man, you'll probably like this movie. Right. Also, <laughs> I think the irony is that like this is where they kind of hit Batman being Batman better than the previous yes. Batman yes. movies. He's a detective um, in it. Yeah. He's got some anger to him. He's still yeah. figuring himself out. He's 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 definitely more Batman here than he was probably in the in the Batman movie in the uh Dark Knight trilogy. Right. Even in the Dark Knight trilogy where he does like some stuff here, it's like here you get the feel of oh, he's he's the world's greatest you, detective. But even more so than that, you get the psychological side of how he messed up he is. I feel like in the Dark Knight movies, Christian Bale's not that messed up. He's kind of like got it figured out as Bruce yeah. Wayne. He's got it figured out as Batman. He's got it all kind of figured out, even in Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, you see a guy who's like still pretty messed up from his parents and still doesn't know where he's comfortable as Batman and what to do with his life or what he's doing at all and what he needs to do to help the city. And I love that you see him. He's really messed up. And that that part of Batman, like if you watch, if you read Batman comics, mm-hmm. that's the side that they really got here is that like he's a psychological mess. Yeah, just piggybacking off of that, I think that's a, a kind of a theme of the, the movie there, an underlying theme. It's just like his uncertainty about a lot of things, right? His uncertainty about the efficacy of his project, right? Is he having any effect on the city? Uh, his process throughout it, he feels like really uncertain about things. He's figuring things out on the fly. Even like uncertain runs... when he jumps off the police building, right. he, he actually stops. And That's then he goes, am acting, I going to do this? Great yeah. acting. Really great good. acting there. And also like what you had mentioned before, I think it was uh, you, Matt, saying like he just went headlong into like this underground club. Just like no idea what's going to happen. He's like, I'll figure it out. I guess I'm going to fight all these dudes. Do they have guns? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> right. <laughs> so well, the best thing like, I read about that, Mark, is that he goes to Iceberg Lounge three times. Yep. The first time in Batman suit. Yep. Goes in the front door and just starts wailing, which is <laughs> yeah. so unlike Batman. Like, obviously, this is year two Batman because, like, right. Batman would never do the Dark Knight trilogy. Batman, mm. like, sneak in somehow. Right. The second time he goes is Bruce Wayne, which, like, Bruce Wayne would never show himself in a place like this. Like, I guess in Batman Begins, he does that. He goes to Falcone at one point. Right. But the third time he sneaks as Bruce, then changes into Batman. He's starting to learn, like, how he right. needs to do this. Like, yeah. He can't be going in and fighting 30 people every time. Right. No, I just thought it was interesting. That that I think was portrayed well as like an underlying yeah. theme of the film is just like his uncertainty. And then at the end, between that learning experience where you see he's learned and then his, you know, his uh, narration of his exposition is like, I am, I'm making a difference more than I thought I was, right? And I have to stay here and and... You know, cool. the, the city can change. Is it going to? I don't know, but I have to stay because I think it can. But you can make an argument that he didn't necessarily help as much as hurt in a lot of like. Oh, yeah. Which you can do with a lot of Batman movies, which is right. always fun to talk about. And Iron Man and the entire MCU. Yeah. Without you, Iron you, Man. <laughs> when any of those Iron Man villains showed up, I agree. And that's yeah. <laughs> that's what's fun to talk about superhero movies, I guess. It's like, are they necessary? The heroes. Uh, and Batman, you could say, isn't necessarily a hero in this. I mean, he doesn't do that many heroic things besides like saving a bunch of kids in the flood at the end. So I do like uh, I, I, I know who know, whom knows whom knows what will come of the sequels. Uh, I, I, I enjoy the thought of the little boy becoming some sort of Robin to him. That'd be great. They have not. Yeah. That's what I'd say about all the Batman movies. Chris O'Connell, he's fine. Yeah. But they haven't really done a really good Batman. Like this would be kind of cool, but he's so young here, so I don't know how they would well, do that. So why Robin is tough in live action, right? In the comic, Robin is usually a younger boy, right? Like teen at the most 16, 17. Because right. in the comic, by the time he hits 18 or 19 or so, he's aging into Nightwing. Right. 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 And then the next one, spoilers for anyone who doesn't know, the second one uh, dies before he gets to that point. The third Robin stays Robin for a little bit, but when then his dad gets murdered, he becomes Red Robin. Um, yum. But I was going to do it, but I didn't think it was appropriate after the mention <laughs> um, of murder. And the fourth one's so, his son, Damien, right? The fourth one's been his son, Damien, for yeah. I think about 15, 20 years now. Yeah. Right. Um, who also has a very different take on Robin as well. Yeah, but but so like that works in comics, 
right right or even animated movies that works but i think the visual of having a child now again i i, I liken it even to like hit girl right yeah like hit, hit hit girl overall was okay but personally there were scenes where you're like well i mean the guy would probably just bonk her on her fucking head like, yeah freaking head sorry even watching zoe kravitz who i thought she was fantastic she's 90 95 pounds soaking wet (laughs) i was like is it convincing that she could take down even with the best of abilities can she take down these 200 plus pound adult roots yeah 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 i mean you know so i mean they could obviously it's movies and maybe we're just like you said we're we're looking to pick things apart but i i I think it would be hard to get a robin that wasn't almost aged out of robin right that's where you'd have to find it um, that's where it makes the most sense. Well, I think these uh-huh. movies are best. If you look at forever and Batman and Robin, it's best when you just focus on Batman and let him have like the occasional, like buddy cop situation. But I think when you involve mm-hmm. Robin, it's really hard to do well. Yeah. Well, I think Robin's main purpose, uh, obviously now the dynamic is his son, but the original, uh, the original thing that made Robin really like a standout character, as opposed to not just like another speedy or kid flash or another Superboy, anything they had come up with just to get, you know, make more comics, make more money is when he's in peril. Yeah. And you only care about that <laughs> if you care about Robin. So they have to introduce him in the second movie to establish him. And then maybe by the third movie is where, and well, that's why I hope they Batman don't do Court of Owls. It gives yeah. Batman something to lose. Which like, is, I need, oh. If they do Court of Owls, they, I need them to do that in the third movie because of oh. how tied in the Graysons are to Court of Owls. I'll give, cool. you a, I'll give you a real real hot take here. What they need to find is their Tom Holland around, you know, Civil War age. Yeah, okay. Yeah. If you get, if you get like a Tom Holland type, real easy to find as, the, <laughs> as, as a lot of, you know, franchises have tried. But yeah, if you get like that type in that age, Timothy, where like, what's his name? From Timothy Dune? Chalamet, where they tried to find him as their Tom Holland. Was it successful or not? We'll find out with the second part. Um, <laughs> yeah, but if they if if they if they can hit that home run and find like a Tom Holland type to be a Robin into like Tom Holland type around Civil War. Yeah, I could see that working. But it's but like you were saying, it's so tough to kind of like thread that needle that I, I don't know if they'd be able to do it or if they want to try to do it. You know? But it's but it's cool that we're even sitting here being like, I'm looking right. forward where the next movie would go. And that's Which a is good sign. We never said that. Right. But m- most of the other Warner Brothers DC. Except Bill. Yes, Bill. Besides I Bill. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. after Aquaman 1, I thought it was a good movie, but I wasn't like, wow, I can't wait for Aquaman 2. And yeah. after Shazam 1, I was not dying for the sequel. Wonder Woman 1, I truly love, but... Again, I'm talking personal bias here, but yeah. this movie, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to where they can go with the second movie. And I think we'll get it sooner than later. I think I think two to three years time, I think we'll get this movie because it's going to do well. Now, my recommendation to you guys might be different. 45 days, this comes to HBO Max. I think if you can, you wait and you watch it at home unless you're like a giant diehard Batman fan. That's my p- personal feeling. Uh, I would agree with that. I definitely give a recommendation for a home viewing. Um, I am kind of partial to the like big screen experience. So I don't know if this is a whole family type of (laughs) Spider-Man, Spider-Man type of situation where you're like, you want to experience it together and experience the joy and excitement and the wooting and the hollering of, of fans. That's not going to be the experience here, guys. I think for someone like you, Mark, likes to go see it with the color palette and the audio and the visual and feel the whole experience of the theaters. Yeah. But like you said, some people can probably wait. They don't mind seeing it at home. I just think it's gonna be a very different experience. I do agree with you there. Yeah. I, I I mean, I like, I like feeling the explosions in my chest from the audio being up so high and I can't really, I can do that at home. I'm looking forward to rewatching at home to see like, what that feels like sitting in my living room watching this right. movie because I think it's gonna have a very yes. different feel. I was like, it was heavy. My yeah. I felt it like in places. Ooh, I felt no, it in places. I agree that with you, a hundred percent. Bit much for me at times. Like I haven't watched a movie like Seven, like Zodiac, like Prisoners, like these type of movies in a while. Yeah. And this was that dark. It was almost a horror tone to it at times. Thrilling. Yeah, it would. It definitely there was there's some heavy material in this movie, and it doesn't back away from that. It kind of leans into it. Sure. So 
for people that might have expected a more lighthearted Batman movie, or God forbid, if you were expecting like Spider Man, yeah, going into this, you came out of that movie feeling different. Well, let's, and I saw as I was the, leaving the theater, <laughs> some people feeling different as they oh, left. Like, you know, the lighthearted Spider Man romp where Aunt May gets brutally murdered, <laughs> right? But still, you had that exposition, like the way that the movie ends at the very end of it, even though it's like slightly sad is not the same as feeling like the weight of yeah there I were don't know. Two, there, one the, uh, laugh in this movie sorry bill one laugh yeah. in this movie mark brought up before and the other one was the thumb drive besides that there were really no like levity in this movie at all They're very I, uh, little thumb drive and you have a lot of cats yeah, right. and I think the prison scene too. It's yeah. like when, the gloves. When he scene. said that to her, I, <laughs> yes, it, the cats. Inter- when he said that internally, I was like, "Easy now, <laughs> easy." <laughs> but there was very little levity, and like the the Dark Knight trilogy, like there's levity in just about every scene. I mean, Michael yeah, Caine, just and, enough, just enough. This movie, like, it kept that tone. Oh yeah, pretty much the finger that was on it the whole time, and they didn't let up. Even and the thumb drive, like that jo- joke, quote unquote. I, I like the guys. Do like, I oh, laugh? Jesus, do I not laugh? Guy. Right. <laughs> they're like, they're like thumb. He's like thumb drive, and he's like, oh Jesus, Bill, I well, cut no. you off before. Yeah, he did the the the. the I made it, I did make a mental note of that delivery. He went thumb drive. I was like, oh, Batman's Gronk. Batman do <laughs> things. <laughs> um, what I want to ask you guys, we're gonna, we're gonna kind of close up there. I know we can talk probably about as long as this movie is. Um, Bill, kind of give me your where do you feel where where would this fit for you as far as the recent Warner Brothers DC films towards the top, bottom, middle, kind of a one to ten, A, B, C. Where where would you put this movie for you on a scale or or tiers? Uh, so we're starting from Man of Steel forward, then. Sure. Yes. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, Man of Steel forward. I would put it uh, top three. Yeah. Um. It's a it's a real film in the sense that uh, I know we'll laugh. That's fine, but it's a it's a real film on this on the scale of uh, when I finished Snyder Cut, I was like, no, oh, that's a that's like a film. That's like a that's an actual film. Um, I I again, I overall enjoyed it. I, I, top three um, for me. I, I don't know if it edges out over Snyder Cut, but it's. Uh, no, it edges out over Snyder for you, slightly. Oh, even yeah. being in the conversation, that's pretty good coming from you. Yeah, yeah, I think it. I think it slightly edges out Snyder Cut, but for me, not by much. Um, it was it was it was a very good movie. Mark, um, I would say top three, top two. If we go by letter grading, solid B plus. Uh, maybe after I see it again, it might move up to like a like an A minus. But I, it was it was very enjoyable. Uh, unlike a lot of people, I like sitting in that dark place. Uh, and that's not the theater, the dark place that the movie took me to. Uh, yeah, I thought it was just... You okay, bud? It's okay It's okay to take me to that dark place as long as you execute it well. And I think the first two acts are so strong that the letdown that you have in the third act is forgivable by that point. Because it's done so much great work in the foundation of the movie itself that it not really it, it taking a little too long to get to the ending was okay by me and also it did good world building for the future as well i'm excited like matt is to see where we go from here yeah i, I agree with you both i'm surprised that mark you were still at like a b plus or b range but that's kind of where i'm at and that's i i enjoyed the film i know i nitpicked a lot today just because i i love the batman i love the character but i'm probably gonna be like if i had to get like one to ten i'd be like an eight but yep. a letter graded, I'm probably around a B and tier. Yeah, it's probably it's above for me, above Shazam, above Aquaman, which I think are OK films. I still think Wonder Woman and this were probably my top two and Snyder Cuts right there. I'm the same with you. Yeah. Um, now, if I start comparing it to like the Dark Knight trilogy, I don't think that's fair. I don't think I don't think it's fair yet. Maybe after we finish this trilogy, I can start comparing. I don't think it's fair yet because I think that's a much superior Right. set of what it, what they have there uh and even comparing it to some of the best marvel films i don't think that's fair either because they had 20 films to build them up but right. is this standalone movie i think it does a really good job i think there's a lot of good things and whatever flaws we have i feel like it's just poking holes it's this is not movies not swiss cheese but i'm just like yeah. trying to find holes it's a little bit of guilt in the lily right it's you yeah. know 
a little bit. I think the only movie you could really fairly compare it to if you're trying to like swing back would be like this versus Batman Begins. Because Batman Begins, you didn't know if it was going to be a trilogy. That was the hope. I think this was like a similar thing. You also didn't know they were making Batman Begins. Right. That that trailer dropped on Apple trailers. I know. What? what? You didn't have (laughs) like two, three years of hype before Batman Begins came out. And it's hard to get back to that mindset, Mark, because. Yeah. We now have Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises that like make Batman Begins even better because of the context. So it's hard, but I agree with you 100%. Yeah, it's tough, but I think the movie stands well on its own, you know, on its own merits. Cool stuff. Well, that is where we're going to close off our conversation for the 50th episode of the Hall of Fame movie podcast. I want to thank Bill Burns, our special guest today. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, I'll accept the MeUndies check in the mail. Thank you. You got it. Always in the mail. Uh, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) M-A-L-E. Mark, thank you as always. Uh, Where can people find you? Uh, I'm on twitch.tv slash Ursus Fidelis and on social media at Instagram.com or Twitter.com slash Ursus Fidelis TV. And my sponsor choice would be Helix. Daddy needs a new bed. (laughs) <laughs> and you can catch mark skating around Madison square garden every so often as well yeah you know me that's true <laughs> um, podcasts own gretzky so guys go. this is the end of season one we're going to take a little hiatus as i uh, be moving and uh giving birth to a child not me personally so it's going to be um a, a busy month uh, we're going to try and get back on track as soon as we can um but please do uh listen to the back catalog share with your friends leave some good reviews and I hope you enjoyed uh, our 50 episodes thus far. It's been a nice journey so far uh, this first year plus doing this. Yeah, it's been a fun time. Thanks again for all the support, guys. We look forward to seeing you for season two. Season two. So thank you guys very much. Go see the Batman if we didn't already just spoil it for you. And uh, we'll see you guys real soon. Later. Good night. From Mark and Matt, Thank you for listening to the Hall of Fame movie podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Hall of Fame Pod or email us at thehalloffamepod at gmail.com. Please leave us a review and be sure to tune in next time.